Good morning and welcome to this. Sorry, Good morning and welcome to this inaugural Nurtured Heart Approach podcast. I'm really excited to be a part of this event, bringing Nurtured Heart Approach to the world in a new way. I'm Catherine Stafford. I'm a clinical social worker in Mill Creek, Washington. I'm also a wife, a mother of four children, and a Nurtured Heart Approach advanced trainer and author. I will be co-hosting this podcast monthly as we bring together some of the movers, shakers, and innovators in the Nurtured Heart Approach world. And I am so very honored to introduce my co-host. He is the creator of the Nurtured Heart Approach. He is the founder of the Children's Success Foundation and a best-selling author. I am delighted to introduce my friend, Howard Glasser. Good morning, Howie. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. I'm and excited, too. Mm-hmm. And our guests. Not just our guests, our most incredible mm-hmm. guests. And uh, we've got a great show. So, Howie, how are you feeling about this podcast coming to life this morning? You know, I, I love that our plan is to um, just stay with the flow of the conversation and have it be relaxed and organic, and, and that just makes me happy. It, um, um, I, know, I know our guests have so much to say. I've, I know them well, and um, I'm excited to hear how it rolls out. Fantastic. So and I'm I wondering, Howie. I bring Howie. a ton of wisdom to the viewers, to our listeners. I- there is no doubt that that is going to be the case. Would you please, oh, please start us out with just a quick overview of Nurture Heart Approach so that if we have any viewers who are new to the approach that they know a little bit about what it's about? Yeah, you know, um, most, uh, most people come to this work, Nurture Heart Approach, through uh, um, having contact with challenging kids. And, and um, some kids, just by way of their intensity, discover that they get much more connectedness with people through negativity and nurtured heart approach is a method to uh, not only reverse that but to shine a light on uh, how wonderful these children are so they discover that they're not the bad kid you know who they thought they were and they're not even the good kid they're the great kid with great things to offer and uh, it's been very exciting to see this approach take hold in education, and and uh, we've been watching very carefully how it unfolds. So our guests are um, are um, very experienced and very um, very eloquent and wise people in the realm of using nurtured our approach in education. So I'm going to kick it back to you, Kath. Absolutely, and I agree with you. We're really excited about this this launch topic of bringing Nurture Heart Approach into the classrooms and school communities. So I'm going to introduce each of our guests. We've got four amazing people today. The first person we have with us is Veronica Coates, and Veronica is a credentialed school psychologist, a counselor, and an advanced trainer in Nurture Heart Approach. She is in the educational system in Northern California, and she coordinates a school-based mental health program for at-risk and emotionally intensive students that is 100% Nurture Heart Approach, which I think is amazing. And she's also a mother of her son, Holden, with her partner, Jesse. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yes, I'm excited to be here. We also have Sarah Howe, and Sarah Howe is a nationally certified school psychologist. She spent 16 years in the school setting, K through 12. She works with intense and special needs students. She is a children's author and international trainer, and she is the mother of four beautiful blended family having adopted two of their kids from therapeutic foster care. And Sarah joins us from Fargo. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Catherine and Howie. So grateful to be here. Thank you for joining us. And we're hoping to have Kay Patton. Kay, I'm not sure if she is on, but we're hoping to have Kay Patton, who's an assistant principal who began her educational career as a teacher for the deaf and hard of hearing. She's worked with a school as a consultant, as an elementary teacher for learning and behavioral challenges. She's worked with autism. She's a Nurture Heart trainer whose current passion is 6th through 8th grade, and she's currently developing parenting classes talking to your teen brain. So, Nicole, or I'm sorry, Kay, are you there? Well, we're hoping Kay will pop on. The last person we have that we're really excited about is Nicole Wise. She is an 18-year teaching veteran with experience in special education, reading, um, English as a second language. She's also a certified trainer in Nurtured Heart, and she has a lot of experience collaborating with parents, school staff, and outside agencies. And Nicole is also from North Dakota. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, guys. Glad to be here. 
We are so excited to have the four of you here, and we're so excited about this topic, about bringing Nurtured Heart Approach to the school, to the classroom, to the community, one student at a time. And so we're, we're just appreciative of your time and your inspiration that you guys are bringing today. We're also very appreciative of anybody who's joining us live via phone or computer, and for all others who will be listening later to the archive broadcast. So without further ado, all four of you guys are in schools, and we would love to have you start out with kind of if you would take a few minutes to just share your most joyous, treasured, your most exciting experience of bringing Nurtured Heart Approach into your school communities. And I'm wondering if, Veronica, if you could start us off, and then we could just have each person kind of share your, your journey. Sure. Um, I've been using the approach for four years now, and I've got it down with kids. It's, it's just so beautiful to see it when it works and to be able to experience that in the moment with children. And I've taken on a new challenge in the last few years of working more with adults. It's been increasingly challenging for me, and I love to see when the adults get it and the adults can infuse it into classrooms and their homes with their own children and just seeing the impact spread like wildfire is really my joyous moment. Mm. So you said that you have your entire program is Nurtured Heart-based. How did... How's that like? What's that like for you, being in a fully nurtured heart approach, behaviorally <laughs> intensive classroom? That's amazing to me. It is incredibly energizing. Um, our staff is very supportive. I think, I think that's part of why it is so successful. Is we are 100% nurtured heart in, for my team, and so when we're dealing with these most intensive and challenging students as well as adults, um, it's hard on your heart. And so when you come mm-hmm. back into your team, they energize you and we energize each other for, for this hard work. Um, I think the best thing that we've, we've done with that is saying this is our foundation, um, take it or leave it in some respects, and that is a way in which people can see that we walk the walk. We mm-hmm. go into the classrooms together. We don't just say, oh, here's this book, now go out and use it. We say we're going to come into your classroom and show you how it works, and I think that that's why it has worked. That's amazing. Sarah, how about you? What's been your most amazing and inspiring experience with bringing Nurtured Heart Approach into your school community? I know you're kind of across multiple school settings, so what's that been like? I am. I'm across a lot of school settings, and I've seen it, you know, and to pick one, you know, joyous moment, um, that's a hard one. I think I'm going to go back to the very beginning when Mm -hmm. I was first learning this as a trainer and I was bringing it into the school system. And I can't even say that I was doing it perfectly, but I was doing it with the right intention. Mm-hmm. And out of that, I was coaching a, a teacher on doing this approach, and she pulled me aside and said, I had a mother call me, which always causes us pause to go, oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> um, but she said, no, no, you have to hear this story. And so she told me this story, how um, the mother had called and said, I don't know what you're doing in this school, um, in your classroom, but I need to know about it. And she explained the story of the night before she had been on her treadmill and her daughter, who was in kindergarten, came up to her and said, Mom, she says every day, and, and I'm, I'll use, I hope I don't, the, the teacher's now become an advanced trainer. Her name is Danielle Irving, and she says every day Mrs. Irving tells me about my greatness and that I am full of greatness. And so the mom keeps jogging on the treadmill, and she said, and if I'm full of greatness, Mom, that means that you're full of greatness too, and I need to tell you about it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And it caused me great pause that this is this is amazing work and that it doesn't stay in a classroom. When we when we believe in this approach and live this approach and we gift it to the people around us, whether it's to children or whether it's to adults, it has a ripple effect. And this ripple effect came from a, from a five-year-old. And I always remember that story just because it reminds me, we can never underestimate who we're giving this approach to um, and the power that that will have in their lives whether it's to a child or whether it's to a teacher, whether it's to an administrator, just the gift. It's a gift. Um, and so, yeah, so I remember that when I'm, especially when I meet resistance and especially because I'm not in a, in a school district that has fully embraced the Nurtured Heart approach, mm-hmm. we do pockets. We do one person at a time, one child at a time. And I think that can be um, discouraging to some, and yet to me I look at it as what a gift. I, I get to prove, you know, by everyday living that this is the approach and this is how I'm going to keep showing up and, and watching that ripple effect go out into the world. 
That's an amazing well, story. I can imagine why you treasure that <laughs> that experience. <Yeah. laughs> that 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 will fuel you. Do that's your story. <laughs> that's a yeah. story that will wow um, every audience you ever talk to. And and you know mm. it kind of talks. It, it speaks a little bit to what Veronica was beginning to say about the challenge, her current challenge of of bringing it to adults, because it's on the same. You never know who you're inspiring, right. and um, and you could you could even take that on purposefully, and and uh, and even strive to challenge the most resistant people yes. you encounter, and and then it has a life of its own, you know. And if if you mm-hmm. inspire an adult, they have they have just like a child, you have so much access to uh, to further iterations of what happens. Uh, I'd I'd love to hear. Um, so let, I, I want to get back to the order of things, but I also would love to hear more about your attempts to inspire adults later on. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nicole, I'm thinking about you, and I'm thinking about your role kind of in the special education world and how that's so, in, in my experience, so behaviorally based so often. And I'm wondering how, what that, has that experience been like for you, bringing Nurtured Heart Approach into that realm? Yeah. Okay, great. I'm I'm a new user of Nurtured Heart Approach. I've used it for a year, but fully embraced it. Um, it's what I breathe in my classroom, and um, the the unique thing about Nurtured Heart is is when you talk about behavioral, you know, it's checks and minuses and and things mm-hmm. like that, and and that truly is not what my classroom is. I teach self-contained, so I have children from the West Fargo district that cannot be in their homeschool because their behaviors are so intense that they are actually bused to my school. And so I have those children, you know, that Veronica was talking about that have major intense behaviors. And um, we, don't, we don't do point sheets that kids see anymore. I have I've gotten away from all of that. Obviously, I still have to keep data because I'm a special education teacher, and by law we have to show things like that, but that is nothing the kids ever see. Um, what the kids hear about every day is how amazing they are and how much greatness they have in them. And what I've really discovered about this approach is, you know, how we talked about it at the beginning, too, it's about relationships with kids. And I guess my moment that um, I love to think about and and dwell on is I was really nervous um, coming back this fall, thinking that my students hadn't had all this greatness poured in them all summer, and what what was I going to come back to in the fall, you know, after a three-month break? And... um, the boys that I that I continued with from last spring just walked in, and, and you could just see them waiting to be filled, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could see it in their eyes. They were just waiting for that connection, that relationship. But I also had new boys enter my room. And um, in the mornings, we always start with greatness circles and talk about their greatness and evidence. And um, so on this particular morning, it was a Thursday, and um, the boys were sharing their greatness and what they had done this week and what was so great about them and things they had done. And one of the boys kind of nudges into me. You know, remember, this is self-contained ED boy. He kind of nudges in close to me, and he said, Mrs. Wise, I am so sad that it's Friday because that means I don't get to see you for two more days. And, you know, that melts your heart. And then he turns and he looks at a boy who's new, who isn't quite sure about this approach yet because he's only been there for a week or two. And he turns and he looks at him and he says, and you're going to love this place too. And I thought, if every child could think that about school, the amazing, the amazing gifts that we could be bringing to every child. Absolutely. That makes me think of Howie of your line. You know, your your idea of this is primal nutrition. This is that primal right. emotional nutrition that kids absolutely have to have as their starting place, relationship based. And you're giving that so beautifully, Nicole. Yeah, I, I get. You know, he he wouldn't have said what he said unless he was really palpably feeling that. And and the beauty that I see that I hope you know, Nicole, is that is that chances are. Um, with that extended exposure to maybe only you, unless you, you know, get a wild hair and you decide I'm going to teach this to the adults, the other adults in this child's life, you know, is that he then over a period of time realizes he could say this to himself. Mm-hmm. He, can, he, he has that resource within himself to feed himself primal nutrition, which is, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. I see that we've got Kay joining us. 
Beautiful. Welcome, Kay. Yes. Kay, are you there? Well, maybe she's not there, Howie. (laughs) I thought we had Kay. Okay. Um, We'll carry on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm still, I'm still kind of stuck on, on Nicole. Your reflection of your classroom to me is so astounding, and I, I always circle back to the notion of kids need to feel safe and accepted and competent, and nurture heart approach in your beautiful classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd love to uh, hear more on that, and I'd love to hear how it's been. I think, I think a lot of listeners are, are wanting to know how you then once you discover what you've discovered clearly and once you uh, know that it's not an accident, that it's you having an impact and, you know, through uh, the relational um, method you're using, how do you then infect other people? How do you then, you know, impact other important people in this child's life or on a larger scale? Anybody want to talk to that? I think it's, this is Veronica, and um, I think it's taking the resistance and using it in your own energy of not taking it personal with the adults if they're not accepting it, um, because the children will. And so it's exactly what Nicole and Sarah both described happens when they see it happening with the children. Um, I was in a classroom last week, one, one much like yours, Nicole, and um, it's an ED classroom, or if we want to give them labels, it's a behavioral classroom. And uh, we were infusing our nurtured heart, and the staff was wore down. I could see it. It was Friday. And a little 8-year-old came and gave his aid energy. He was telling him how grateful he was for how tolerant he was of the students, how he was calm and patient. And it was just beautiful to see because the resistance is melting off of that adult as that child is speaking. You can see mm-hmm. it. it. It's so much more powerful than myself going in and saying you will use this or this is, you know, this works. It's when you teach it to children and they use it on adults, it's so powerful and it's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful because they have that primal nutrition. And in education, the adults need it just as much as the children mm-hmm. do. Yes, I would agree. <clears throat> and that's Absolutely. one thing at Westside um, – we write greatness notes for each other, and my students often will write the pairs in my classroom greatness notes about being flexible or being a good listener. Love it. And, and when they, you know, hand that note over to the adult, you just watch that adult go, wow, this is yes. so worth it. This mm-hmm. so makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was thinking, when you have adults, when you said, you know, they're kind of tapped out and they're frustrated, sometimes I will even approach that adult and energize them. Yes. You know, I'll let them know, wow, look at you being patient. And as I'm doing that for the adult, you can almost always watch the child look at you and think, okay, they are being patient. And you mm-hmm. almost see the energy, if it's if it's negative energy, almost slide away for both the adult and the child. If you can make a you know, recognition at that time when it's a stressful moment. You know, if I can, you know, energize that adult for being patient and calm and kind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I feel like I want to, this. I just want to make a comment to uh, the listeners that who haven't heard the term primal nutrition, that uh, that's a reference to what Nicole just, uh, just elaborated on, uh, that through one's words, through our desire to, um, to convey our appreciation to another person's uh, heart, so to speak, right. uh, we say um, we say what we're we, we express the uh, beauty of what we see in that person, and maybe mm-hmm. describe some of the values we see that person doing, or or some of the grat- specific gratitude we have for their actions and their 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 kind kindness, and we describe the kind of kindness we see in them. So I yes. just wanted to make that comment. Right. Well, and, and I see primal nutrition, too, as something that's so freely e- easy to give, even in the heat of the hard moments, just seeing the mm-hmm. truth of what the child is in that moment, good, bad, or, or challenging. That's that connection, that heart, heart-to-heart connection that you guys are all doing. Beautiful. I think my call dropped a little while ago, but I was able to tap back in, so thanks for being flexible if you noticed I was gone for a minute. Do we have Kay on? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Yay. Good morning. Hi. Hey. 
We were having an I, earthquake drill, so I had to participate. <laughs> of course, we're you so did. Glad Thank to you for being flexible. Oh wow! Well, we're me. we're glad you're here. We were spending uh, the first few minutes just talking about kind of your joys and your successes and the beauty of your experience in this journey of bringing nurture heart approach into your school. So, if you wouldn't mind spending a couple minutes talking about your experience, that'd be great. It's been interesting over the last three years has been a, a very gradual process that now it's hard for me to think about it's not been that long but mm-hmm. we've come so far in such a short amount of time in that first year when I came back from the training I had these grand ideas of what it was going to look like <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I realized that I wasn't being realistic and then I kind of needed to figure out what it was going to look like for me as an administrator using the nurtured heart approach and that I needed to figure that out before I started sharing with the teachers. The whole idea was, oh, we're going to have Kate go to this training that she's really interested in and come back and train everyone. And it really, for me, it didn't feel like it was going to work that way and go over very well. Mm-hmm. So I came back and just tried to figure out what I needed to change in myself and in my own mm-hmm. approach. And I just kept sharing that with the staff at the meetings. that This is what it is. I gave them information of what the approach the belief systems and the strategies are without the expectation that they would be implementing it all and just shared mm-hmm. with them that I'm just going to experiment and explore it right now for myself. And if anyone's interested in talking with me or getting more information, I would be more than happy to do that as well as work with teachers in the classroom. So right away I started having teachers wanting to get more information. And so that trickle, you know, that ripple effect that we all know happens um, with mm-hmm. those eager learners first started to happen very quickly and then I was able to start putting in the trainings and got the notching up book for all our teachers and took them through the book with activities and ways to really help them wrap their brain around recognitions, started videoing um, teachers in the classroom and showing that to them and then we would work with each other in a very trusting environment on, you know, where could we plug in the nurtured heart with these videos that we're watching with our colleagues. And that was a huge step because it takes a lot of trust to let someone come videotape you and then show it to a staff mm-hmm. meeting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then let's analyze it and figure out what you're not doing. So, um, And that really wasn't what it was about, but that's oftentimes because we go to the negative. That's what we're thinking is everyone's going to judge us and they're going to you know, be thinking negatively about what we're not doing. And because the group is so focused on the nurtured heart approach, they're really trying to look at what the teacher is trying to implement and now how can we build on that. So, um, so between my change with the students and not giving them so much time, relationship time when they're having struggles and focusing more on seeking them out throughout the day when they are doing really well, that was a huge transition for me. And now watching the teachers transition in that way and watching their success. And now I have two teachers that want to be trainers that are going to the training this year. And they'll be the ones that start really sustaining the school because I've kind of been doing that on my own and I really want that to be in the teachers. If I was to leave to go to another school, I don't want Nurtured Heart to, you know, fizzle out. I want that to be a mainstay here. So that's been the goal is how to make it sustainable. And and then we have our parents um, class starting this year. So this is the first year I've added that piece. I've worked one-on-one with parents, but I haven't done an actual parent class. So after I come back from the January training, I'll do the parent um, six-week course as well. And then we have our Ally Unity group, which is our students that are seventh and eighth graders that are being trained in Nurtured Heart and they're going into sixth grade classrooms and working with the sixth graders on Nurtured Heart. So today they're going to go into sixth grade classrooms. They're going to show a short video. Actually it's a video on suicide um, about a young boy, a thirteen year old that killed himself and then we're going to turn the focus it's focusing on social emotional learning standards, self management which really looks at how can they respond to an event and how can they respond to an event in a constructive and and positive way. Um, So they then are going to talk to the kids about how if this boy would have heard more of the messages of what people appreciate about him instead of all the negative things, doesn't mean people weren't saying positive things about him. However, was it enough and was he hearing that and did he know how to really see his inner wealth? Mm-hmm. How do we build that in each other? How do we make sure that we focus more on that? So we're not focusing so much on, oh, my gosh, you know, suicide. We're looking at how do we make people feel like they really understand how great they are 
and what is great about them and that people around them really see that inner wealth and help develop that inner wealth in, well, in that student. So that's what they're working on today, which will be the wow. first time we've done this lesson, this particular lesson. So I'm excited to see how that goes over. I'm, this is Catherine, and I'm, I'm listening to all that you're doing, and I'm, I'm absolutely astounded. And what I'm circling back to is the notion of one woman, mm-hmm. one woman coming and getting trained in nurtured heart approach, one woman whose role is, I'm guessing, as the assistant principal, pretty behaviorally based. And look at the transformation that you've had starting with yourself. You mentioned that it was your process, and you come in you know, with your new truth of who you are, and you have just had this tidal wave of transformation that is just you know, going out into your school and community in such a profound and amazing way. I'm hoping that your, your seventh, eighth grade model that you're piloting is going to be something that can be then spread out and shared around the country because, wow, what an amazing need. It is a, it's a tremendous need because we focus so much on bullying and anti-bullying, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not, even, it's not even the lingo that I like to use here at the school. It's just how do we really focus on lifting each other up and recognizing the qualities that we have right here, right now, not what we didn't have yesterday or what we didn't have an hour ago or what we might not have two hours from now. What do we have right now? And just focusing on that and helping students really identify. It's it's really interesting to watch someone who's 11, 12, 13, 14 go from being extremely negative and feeling like there's really not anything that they have to offer to then being able to actually communicate what it is that they offer to their school, to the world around them, all the way down to our, <laughs> even our detention essays, they have to identify what they did right in the situation. And we have a list of all the traits and they have to pull out four. And it's a little bit of a struggle for them unless they've had a detention before. Because <laughs> if they've had it before, they had some um, guidance from me on, well, let's look at the situation. Tell me what happened. Okay, was that, what could you have done in that situation? So it takes a little bit of them identifying, oh, yeah, I do have the opportunity to make all kinds of other choices that I don't make every day. And so um, it's interesting to just listen to their thought process in that. Right, really transforming the roles of of your your own selves in in the schools. Sarah and Veronica, you guys both being school psychologists, I'm wondering if you could spend a little time talking about kind of how your role has changed in terms of kind of the bigger picture of responding to behaviors and, you know, kind of moving away from that behaviorally based intervention model that so many schools have. I love what Sarah said earlier that um, you can always find the brightness in every moment, even the bad moments. Right. So as a school psych, a lot of, you know, we're brought in during the bad moments, the crises, all of the special education students, it's all deficit model. And so mm-hmm. my approach just has changed in general. It's just flipped in looking at the strength base of each student, each moment. Um, I don't do my counseling the same way. I'm, you know, what is going right, as Kay said. We focus on mm-hmm. what's going right. Um, it's not traditional counseling. It may be in the classroom. It may be doing yoga. It may be walking around the track. It's finding whatever their greatness is or whatever their strength is that day, maybe even that minute, and focusing on that and just filling them up in that way, um, I think is so much more powerful than the deficit model. In relation to special education, the IEPs that I attend, I really try and infuse that with the adults and the parents. Um, It's really focusing on their strengths and really also building the parent up for having this intense child and handling them with grace and love. And I think that it just changes the framework of how you interact with, with the situation. Um, it's just really been a whole mindset change for me in my career. And I would second that. This is Sarah. I think as a, as a school psychologist, we're very much in a deficit model, and we almost have – a shingle outside our door that says, come tell me all your problems. Yes. (laughs) And and I really had to shift that and say, you know, I'm willing to listen to, you know, maybe a minute, maybe two, Mm -hmm. and then after that I'm going to shift and we're going to start seeing what's right. Um, Because seeing what's right, it's an art. It's a practice. Mm -hmm. And we're not used to that. And um, that's a, it's guiding people through that process, whether it's a parent, whether it's a special education teacher, whether it's an administrator, whether it's a teacher, because their eyes are focused on what's wrong and how it needs to be fixed. And shifting that to look at 
okay, what's going well? What strengths, if we grew those strengths, would support this child in being more successful? That's a different conversation, and it's actually a healthier conversation, yes. and it helps to the um, to everyone that's involved in a team to feel empowered instead right. of going, oh, my goodness, now we've got this. Now he's got a learning disability. Now he's got this. And, and you really get worn down at the end of the day if that is your focus. And so to help teams to look at it from a different angle, still a very truthful angle, um, it's interesting. He's even going in for classroom observations. You know, they want to say, well, how off task are they? Or, you know, what's right. all going wrong? You can balance that because I find it's really hard to see what's wrong now. And so my observations are, yes. he paused, <laughs> he was flexible. <laughs> and those are all equal truths. And I right. think we, we so admire in silence when things are going well. And so this is about turning up the volume um, mm-hmm. on can we give more words to what's going well, even with a child by by everyone's standard, is struggling. What are they doing well? And don't you think that child should hear that? And wouldn't it be wonderful if the parents could also hear about what's going well? And if they heard that, would that propel them to see their child differently? Would their interactions with their child, would the teacher, if they saw that child differently, would that give them strength to every day come back and have the wisdom and the empowerment to um, help grow this child's greatness by reflecting what they see. Not all the bad stuff, the good stuff, what's going well. And so it it really has shifted my role in how I consult with teachers, how I consult consult with um, administrators, and and really how we go about looking at, um, you know, it's a problem-solving approach and -hmm. and shifting it to a a strength approach, um, which everybody feels better about walking home at the end of the day. It's why, Mm -hmm. like Nicole says, she can keep coming back. This is a great job. And you you find that it it strengthens the adults that you're working with to have that shift in perspective. But they do need someone to kind of start that inspiration, as as Catherine says. And that's what, you know, when we bring the nurtured heart into schools, that's what we we do. And how we would say we ignite fires. We go Mm -hmm. around and ignite fires. And we're all going to be tired at the end of the day. We're all going to be tired. And I love what Sarah just said, because if you're doing that all day, it's a different kind of tired. You want to come back the next day. Um, and people want you to come back. It's, a, it's just more energy. Absolutely. It's, it's game on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What are we going to see tomorrow? What yes. are we going to, you know, you're working with the, you know, some really tough kids, and you're just so excited to see you know, what can happen tomorrow if, if they understand who they are and if you hold up a mirror for who they are and say, look at how I see you, it helps them see themselves clearly. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything. Yes. And it doesn't happen in a moment. It doesn't happen in a day. It happens with relentlessness. And that's what we get mm-hmm. to bring into schools, relentlessness, tenaciousness. Mm-hmm. Sarah, when, um, You're not changing my mind. To, <laughs> I wanted to respond to one thing you said is, you know, uh, in the old paradigm, the child can easily discover that, you know, getting um, the, under the teacher's skin and getting kicked out inevitably of the teacher's class and getting sent to someone like you. And then if your, if your you know, policy uh, dictates, so to speak, uh, talking about the problems, I can easily, you know, spend that time with you and you're such a lovely person, I you know, I'm I'm going to fall in love with you. I'm the kid, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I I get to smell your perfume by way of my problems, and and I I then go back into my classroom and manufacture more problems. Yes, and mm-hmm. and I feel what you're doing is so um, so profound in turning that impression around. That that uh, helping me discover I can um, I. I can have that happen. I can I can get that relationship through successes, and then you, you know if you if you then can dare to uh, impact that teacher, mm-hmm. say I'll help you with this kid, but here's how I'm going to help you. That's exciting to me too. Have you had experiences mm-hmm. with that? Experiences with helping with, a teacher? with uh, helping the teacher in that fashion, uh, kind of on the heels of a kid exploding out of classrooms and, and then uh, kind of connecting the dots for the teachers on how to... Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I think that this is where we get to come into um, with very gentle hands. Yes. Teachers don't go into this profession 
to, um, you know, to fail and to not be effective. Right. Underneath all of the things that they're doing is this great desire um, to have the children and the people around them have success. And so helping, um, you know, a teacher to not, not feel a failure Right. It's so important, and to see themselves differently. And I think that takes time and that takes relationship because at first there is a lot of feeling of, okay, what, what are you doing and, and, you know, are you going to criticize me too and is, is this all my fault and that's where mm-hmm. if you could just move this kid to a new class then the problem would be fixed. And you have to get through all that and build trust and nurture teachers. Teachers need to be nurtured. Yes. They do yes. really hard work and they do it brilliantly every day. And how how are they nurtured? And how much do we as support staff, do administration, how much do we reflect to our teachers? And so that's also the catalyst that starts looking and saying, no, you've got this. Look at you. Look at you doing what you need to be doing. Look at you making these steps in this direction. And really coaching them and saying, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go next with this? Instead of, you know, again, just like a child, I'm not looking for what's wrong. I, everyone gets to look for what's right. And so, at least in my eyes, I get to see what's right in the teacher rather than munching on what they're not doing right. well. I'm growing what they're doing right. right. Um, does that answer and, your question, Howie? I will have to yeah, say it, Nicole. I, I Sorry, really Howie. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, Catherine, uh, are you looking at the time and wondering if I uh, am. we want to hear from everybody mm-hmm. a little bit of wrap-up? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do, and I, I just I have to interject, too, because this is part of my job here, is I, I want to make sure that for anybody who's joining for the first time, and this is the first time you've heard of, of Nurtured Heart Approach, and if you're excited about it, there is a free e-course that you can check out online, and you can look at the www.childrensuccessfoundation.com. Um, you can follow the Nurtured Heart channel on Blog Talk Radio, Twitter, Facebook. This is going to be an ongoing dialogue, bringing this amazing work out into the world. So, yes, I do want to circle back and kind of – my, my thought is if people are getting excited about what they're hearing and they're thinking, okay, now how do I start this? Mm-hmm. What would be your recommendations for someone who's either trained or wants to be trained to, to do what you're doing and to get to this place of transforming your schools from the inside out, which clearly each one of you is doing in a brilliant way? What would be your recommendations to a listener who's saying, okay, where do I start? This is Kay. I would say you start if you have not gone to a training go to a training, and I would suggest the full week training. I would suggest mm-hmm. going to a one-day seminar unless they just need a little bit of information because I feel like that real transformation happens when you go to that full week. Mm-hmm. And Because I did the one day, and I felt like, yes, I want that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to do with that until I went to the one week. And then I would say focus on yourself and what that looks like for you and to be very honest and sincere with the people around you about what you're trying to do and what your focus is and finding those people that are like-minded first that you can share that with. That's where I would, okay. if you go in your bulldoze them, which is something that I, as soon as I got off the plane, I came home and saw my son and I like using, I don't know where I originated from, but BJ um, Bird had said, watch out for fire hosing. <laughs> and sure enough, I came home and fire hosed my son with all, you know, this is what we're going to do from now on. And he's like, wait a minute, we're not broken. Why are we doing that? Because right. I was, the way I expressed it to him made him feel like what's wrong with how things are now. And so it took some time for me to repair that. But it helped me not do that to my staff. <laughs> so right. unfortunately it happened to him, but not to the other. So um, I had a teacher come to me and say, I always knew I was a good teacher, <clears throat> But now I found what will make me a great teacher. And she meant that, and she is a fantastic teacher, and she's just that much better now in the classroom with Nurtured Hearts. I would say start with yourself, find someone you can share it with, and then it will grow from there. I love that you brought up the the training, Kay, because the full five-day training is coming up this January 19th to 24th. So for those of you who do want to get trained in the the certification intensive, that is coming up with Howard Glasser as the facilitator. So then you go to the training and you come back, and what's the starting place? I mean, you know, let's say you're a teacher and you've you've been trained or you're a school psychologist and you get back to your school community, what then? Sarah, Veronica, you guys have done this. I think it's exactly what Kay said. It's finding like-minded people, finding a support network, because it's very hard to come back from the training and live in the world of not not the whole world being nurtured heart. And so right. finding that support, that, that person or that team that will be 
with you and supporting you as you're trying this because it's very difficult um, to infiltrate by yourself. It's small moments of success, like Sarah said earlier. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's really hijacking people um, into to believing about it. It's, it's showing them that it works. And what really worked for me um, was just picturing my own son in my head every time as I was doing this um, because it got me in my heart. It's not nurtured mind. It's nurtured heart, as Howard right. says. And that always just kind of brought me into the moment of how I can show that it is a powerful relational approach, not a behavioral approach. How about you, Nicole? Last, last tidbits? I'm going to say, as a special education teacher, I think calm. This approach has given me calm because I don't get into the negative. And that's one thing my principal has talked to many people about, self-contained ED teacher, and she is probably one of the most calm people in the building. And this approach has allowed me, because of reflection, I love how somebody talked about that, to just decide where I'm going to put my energy, and it allows you to just go through life with such a different framework to work around. Mm Mm-hmm. So stay out of the negative. That's my leading point. And I would agree. Um, the first stand of the approach is yeah. absolutely no. And that's where we start with absolutely no. We don't get into the negative. Um, and when we, when we start to see that interaction, that relationship differently, we start to interact with our world differently. And, and it's got to be authentic. It's got to be truthful. People don't yeah. want to be buffaloed. They don't want to be lied to. They don't want another thing being done to them. Right. I want to have rich relationships with the people I work with, and out of that we propel the success both for ourselves but for the students that we're called to serve and the families we're called to serve. Absolutely. Howie, what do you think about how exciting is it to, to hear about this amazing work that's happening out in schools around the country? Well, I, I am moved. I am I am. I'm personally thrilled to know that these particular four brilliant people are out there um, making such a, a widespread difference and, 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 and being able to share this in such an expressive, profound way. I love the wisdom, the wealth of talent that I'm hearing, and um, I'm in awe of, of um, you know, schools are, schools are rich opportunities to affect a whole community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I learned that even in my first little tippy-toes with Head Start is, you know, when when teachers had a method that helped them to see the beauty of kids and see that the same kid that was driving them crazy is now being successful, they then started approaching the parents in a different way, and I was often there as a consultant sometimes when the parent came in to pick up the child, these are little kids, and, and the, the teacher would give them a 30-second, you know, I just got to tell you how great your child is doing, and we're doing something different than the classroom, and I'd love to tell you about it sometime. And all of a sudden, it starts rippling out in, in, into the community. So I'm so excited. I'd love to hear your impressions, Catherine, and uh, um, I'd love to hear any, anything else you have to say on the subject. Well, I'm looking down at the title that Jan Hunter so brilliantly penned for us, and it's that notion of you're, you're changing communities and classrooms, and, and it's happening one child at a time. So I guess, you know, the feedback for people listening, too, is you're not going to go in and transform a whole school overnight or a whole mm-hmm. district overnight, but one mm-hmm. beautiful student, heart and soul at a time by being really rich and intentional with your relationship. And like Sarah loves to say, it's choosing how you show up in that next moment and seeing the truth of the beauty that is there waiting to be kind of, you know, exploding into that child's truth and who they believe they are, one child at a time. Well, we are just about ready to wrap up, you guys. I am so excited that you guys have been here. I think that you have been inspirational. I think that you're brilliant in everything that you do. I truly am honored to have you here. I, I think that you're heroes as a mother of four kids in schools. So thank you so much for sharing your stories, sharing your inspiration. You guys will be probably curious about our next um, talk. will be December 20th, 12 noon Eastern time. We're going to have BJ Bird on and Celeste Elsie, and they are talking about Nurture Heart Approach Greatness Mentors. So kind of some of what you talked about, Kay, as well, developing these mentorship programs in schools and communities. So if you have not signed up for the reminders, you guys can go to childrensuccessfoundation.com and you can register for that. You can also go to the website and you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook by clicking the tabs. And um, 
let's just carry on with this journey of bringing Nurture Heart Approach out to the world in, in amazing ways. Thank you so much for being on, you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Kay, Sarah, Nicole, Veronica, Catherine. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be with you today. Absolutely. You. And may your you greatness just shine bright. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Ding-a-ding. We did it. Dan Hunter. You are awesome. Oh, oh my, my God, Catherine, <laughs> you are so awesome. No, I don't. Oh, my, oh pet, my God. I'm sweating. You are so awesome. Oh, Thank my you God. for putting that on. so great. This was beautiful. Can I just reflect your greatness? Oh, oh my hi, goodness. Hi, Sarah. Howe. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hey, can I stay on with you guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you supposed to hang yeah. up? Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> Please shine a light. Um, you know, I just I love how Catherine, you're so articulate, and Howie, you dance so beautifully with Catherine back and forth on this, and just the um, the gift of space. There wasn't a rushing of these conversations. It didn't feel like there was an agenda that we had to plow through each question, mm-hmm. and it was hammered out. It was slow and it was thoughtful, and there was just a beautiful flow. And I know that was the intention going in, and I just. That just transpired, and I love that. And mm. it was very rich. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> just so you know, that, that, that kind of just came into full focus yesterday with our rehearsal, was, uh, was really? that kind of cadence. You know, I, I, I really can appreciate that comment about the cadence being slow and, and, and uh, kind of allowing the space that, that just makes so much sense now in retrospect. And it felt like a gift to us as well that we didn't have yeah. this great agenda that was, like, pushing us. No, because it more authentically flowed than mm-hmm. it was, uh, here we're going to cover all these questions and we're going to hammer them through. There was just a... Here's where we are. Where we are. Here's the people that do this work, and we're just going to shine the light on them, and we're going to let them talk, and we're not going to cut them off. We're not going to. And that all comes from the, your leadership. Both of your leadership allowed that that music to happen. Yeah. Nicole's yeah. standing in the room. She just came and found me, and she's nodding her head. Oh, <laughs> she's in agreement. Nicole. She, she said it was effortless. Effortless. Yeah, so, oh, there's so, a beautiful greatness it, word. What was the word? Effortless. Effortless. It felt so effortless. It did. It, just it flowed. Like it, it just rolled mm-hmm. right out. Yeah. Yeah. We've lost River Catherine. Flow. <laughs> did we lose Catherine? We lost Catherine. Uh, oh no! Did we lose Catherine? Jan. Jan. Yeah. Just so you, Nicole and Sarah, you know that this is Jan's long-standing dream, and I'm so proud <gasps> really? of you, Jan. Yeah, you. You just uh, steered us with the perfect amount of um, of everything <laughs> that goes into producing a show. I, I'm I'm just so honored to be a part of this with your dream with you. Oh, you guys are just so awesome! It just really, my heart is like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I don't have the words anymore. Mm. Did it feel? So did happy. it feel? It felt, oh, it's so it perfect. felt like this great. Oh, yeah. And, right. and, and we're already getting feedback on Facebook. <laughs> and really? it's awesome. Yes. So, oh, Jan, I just love your vision. You see things at such a bigger picture level than um, many people do. And out of that, you have moved this approach to places and to doors and to windows that it would not have gone. Thank you, Sarah. I love I appreciate that about you. That. Well, I love you as well. And you know that we have so much heart together. I know we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like I it's love like, you too. <laughs> I'm just breathing. Okay, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling this and crying and breathing. Oh, it's, uh, well, you know, it's good. I, the three of us have history together. Um, Absolutely. You and Sarah, you and Howie and I, we have some history together. And although Howie's and my history goes a long way back, um, I am so grateful and I treasure this opportunity. Um, 
Mm. I wasn't sure we'd be able, I would be able to pull it off, but it happened, and it's, we're launched, and we can only go, go bigger. We're launched. We're launched. Sarah, we're we launched. may have to recruit you as a guest, uh, as a guest host sometimes when, um, um, if, if Catherine when if I'm not it. available. Or yeah, that, yeah. Well, I, I would love. Yeah, to talk that would be that would be fine. Just let me know. I love to talk about this approach. <laughs> I love to breathe this approach. <laughs> yeah, you're very oh, eloquent. Everybody was so eloquent oh. today, but you're you're. It's almost like you you are plugged in. This was breathtaking. Beautiful. It's breathtaking. You you know, I'm just hanging on your words. Yeah, Yeah, I will own that. Uh, Plugged in. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a um, that is something that I have um, had kind of my eye on that. That it's about being authentically plugged in. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sarah. I want to live this way. So anyway, yes, yes, please do. Sure. Um, Ronnie Sumner from the UK. I'm sitting oh, listening Ronnie? to the podcast and have just heard the amazing Sarah Doden Howe once again say something so powerful and helpful. One, it's an art. <laughs> it's a practice. A useful reset factor <laughs> for me. And two, what's going right is an equal truth. Thank you, Sarah, for energizing me across the continents. Oh my mm. gosh, I love Isn't that, that beautiful? Mm. Oh my gosh, the ripples, let them flow. Uh, mm. Thank you, Jan, gonna, for sharing that. It's going to be so amazing. It, There's so much happening. Um, it so matters that we show up. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And Janine Knapp, she says, thank you for the refreshing lesson in greatness language. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, that's what, that's what yeah. this gives. It, you can go back to listen to this over and over and over and just feed yourself. Yes. And that's what the archive will Tracy do. Tracy Hansen so. just wrote an uh, awesome job. Oh, mm. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Um, I we could just to, linger forever, could go. we? I There's some go, really good um, energy. Yeah. All right, you gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. I'll tell you guys a quick uh, a quick thumbnail is uh, Sally B. Howard has become or is in the process of becoming a uh, a fully endorsed nurtured heart approach school, and that's that's um, I don't know if that's a public um, I don't know everything that goes into that, but uh, anyway, I'm working with the champions of the school. I love the word from England, the champion. So do I, champion. And and so uh, I've kind of worked with them to create a, a leadership group of champions, and I'm working with them. So so I have a Skype coming up, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bid you all adieu, and get on Absolutely. the phone with my dear friend Sandeep Agwal. And, oh, uh, I'll please say, say hi hello to you. Sandeep. Oh, I, I will, Sandeep. and I bet he's, he's such a lovely to this. soul. He is. And I wouldn't be surprised he if he was he was on our podcast. So um, I wouldn't be either. Thank you right. so much, everybody, and I'll see you down the road a little bit. I'm sure we will. Love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye bye, too, Jan.